It's the NFL preseason. Check out the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you need fantasy football rankings, we've got our rankings, we've got our sleepers at fantasyfootball.theringer.com. So come listen to Danny Kelly, Greg Horlbeck, and me, Danny Heifetz, on the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Hey, hey, my Eagle enthusiasts. This is Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Elevated events, majors, and more are coming up, and FanDuel is here to help you line up a win during the PGA Tour season. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Quick disclaimer, you must be 21 years old and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Unlike any other. Oh, yes, my friends, there is a song in my voice. The PGA Tour is rounding to a close after 573 events. This is Fairway Rollin'. The Golf Podcast on the Ring of Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House, joined by the incomparable... Nathan Hubbard, our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground. We're hurtling towards a conclusion. The PGA Tour, the playoffs are right around the corner. There's still a little bit of an afterglow of Cam Smith's win in the Open Championship. And there's other stuff going on. Live golf, Charles Barkley, whatever. The first tee's wide open. Nate Dogg and I are two ball. Let's go throw a peg in the ground. Hey, dog. How you doing, buddy? Top 10, Tony. He did it. Ches Reeve and Tony Finau have the same number of PGA Tour wins, baby. Um, Here's the thing, right? When he won last year at the Northern Trust at a very, you know, somewhat respectable venue, 
I was about to Liberty. call it a very respectable venue. It's somewhat respectable. The guys have come to like it. Big, There's been a President's Cup there. Big events have happened there, but fine. He won that. That was top of class field. He had won in Puerto Rico. That was a bottom of class field. And then he he, he won at like a regular middle of the way, tour stop kind of vibe angle at uh, Minneapolis, Twin Cities, just your regular old TPC venue. But what he did was answer a question that we pose heading into the tournament, which is, can any of the guys who played in the British Open fly over, deal with mm. the time changes and the jet lag, and win the golf tournament? He levered his 66, his final round 66 in the Open Championship, yeah. right into a winning performance at the 3M. And we kind of answered the question about the jet lag thing. He didn't really win the golf tournament until Sunday. No. But that's the no. way we want it, right? No. Scott Piercy, sorry about that. <laughs> Nick Faldo called this from the get-go. What a great send-off for Faldo to start the telecast and just be like, Tony Finau's going to win. <laughs> Pretty good. I mean, yeah. And he was right because I think he understood that there were just a bunch of guys around him who were going to take a dump, Emiliano Grillo. And and Scott Piercy, like he looked at the board and was like, there are plenty of places for guys to put balls in the water. And even though top 10 Tony's going to try to choke it down the stretch, and he tried to choke it, his swing on 17 was horrible. And his choice on 18, although that hold eats a lot of balls into the water, one of the biggest penalty stroke per whole fields in all of the PGA tour. He tried to give it away, but the other guys just were not going to let him give it to them. And you know, that's, but look, we make that joke. Hey, it's a come from behind victory. He played very, very well that day. He was under par on the back nine and you know, I'm happy for him. The biggest thing that stood out for me house from all of it was the reason why we criticize him as well, like there's been this like, does he want it? Is he a killer? Was there a happier man to be standing with his family next to a moon bounce that day than Tony Finau? Because you know what? He's got his shit together. He's got his priorities in order. He plays golf for a living, but he is a father and a husband. And I love that about him. I really was reminded how happy I am to have Tony Finau in our life on Sunday. Yeah, it's a uh, schizophrenic relationship that some of right. us have with, with Tony. It's the betting thing. He, that's yeah. not the guy you want to bet on. It's not. We're not going to bet a lot on Tony I love the form that he was in going into the U.S. Open. We talked our way into having him in a couple different combo plays at Terrible the U.S. Open. Terrible decision by us. Thought it was a good. Justin Ray, our beloved guy, deep in the numbers, the analytics supported a fine performance by Tony Finau at, at uh, the U.S. Open. I wasn't buying it. And we repeated it, all of the analysis. We revisited his success on Lynx, at Lynx Golf. He clearly has, you know, a comfort zone playing across the pond. A bunch of um, successes that we touted. And I asked Justin Ray, are we going to do this again? Now, I did not really invest heavily in, in Tony Finau. 
um, at the Open Championship. And no, that, and that was fine. It worked out fine because uh, we we had we had tickets on Camp Smith, and that that was uh, brilliant. Um, but Tony, to your point, so obviously both things are are true. One of them is hilariously funny to me, which is he confessed that he caught sight of the leaderboard walking off of 16 yes. and was shocked by how many strokes ahead he was. He didn't <laughs> use the word shocked, but he conveyed that it was a surprise yes. that he, and he, and, and he immediately, <laughs> immediately short swings. It's a half swing. It's what I do when I'm nervous. I mean, I hate to compare myself to professional but, golfers, but he blasted it over 17. It hit the fucking grandstand and should have gone in the water. It should have now. To be fair, right? Like the grandstand isn't it's there. Right there. It's there for for tournament purposes for this thing. The shot that he hit should have stayed safe in non tournament conditions because yes. the grandstand wouldn't have been there as a as a backstop. But, but nobody should be hitting it there. Who's a professional golfer who knows <laughs> they have the lead walking a up on seventeen. A multi-stroke lead going into the, it was the most Tony Finau yes. moment, which was but wonderful. Then, but then he caught the break and the ball sat up. The golf made a guys. great chip, puts it in, and kisses his ball. Then he tees it up on eighteen and puts it in the water. Well, the ball he just <laughs> kissed, or maybe he switched balls. I don't know. No. They, they often switch. He balls. put the kiss ball into the water. That was the fine. Thing, yeah, it just look. I, this course is the, the fans are great. The course is not particularly interesting, save for that hole, because it's a really tough approach. We saw Cam Champ last year have to save himself after. Guys make interesting choices coming down the stretch, but it ain't like coming down the stretch of TPC in uh, Scottsdale in Arizona or anything like that. So it's not, it's not really whatever is what I say. The thing that is not whatever, Tony Finau is now seventh in the President's Cup standings. I mean... Three months ago, we would have said there's a 0% chance he's on the team. He's taken some steps backwards since getting that last win. He's shown a little bit signs of life, but just not playing very good golf. Now, all of a sudden, he's ahead of Homa, Willie Z, Billy Ho, Colin fucking Morikawa. What? A win will do that, right? Winning on Sheffler, tour Burns, is Shoffley, Cantley, Thomas, Spieth are the only guys in front of him for the President's Cup. Every one of those guys has a win this year. If you want to be gracious and extend it to Patrick Cantlay, the win that that Xander delivered to him in the team competition, I'm I'm being facetious. But no, Cantlay was in a playoff and uh, was a was in a playoff at, at Heritage, right? Isn't that where um, the playoff with Spieth right yeah. after the Masters? And he and Xander won the team competition down in New Orleans. So right, every one of those guys you just went through. Have won. That's not a big surprise. It is a surprise to see Tony Finau up there. I, I mean, it really is. And ahead of Morikawa, I, look, he, he's you wouldn't played have picked in, him. in events on behalf of the U.S. before. Let's go back. He paid. He played the Ryder Cup. But let's go back to That's the Ryder the Cup. Point. Let's go back to the Ryder Cup. Right now, if you're making captains' picks, I mean, you absolutely sub out Finau for Willie Z. You might sub him out for Cameron Young. You might sub him out for Max no. Homa. I wouldn't do Finau for Cameron Young. Are you sure? I want Cameron Young to earn it. I, I mean, he's he's right on the brink of doing so. He might do it this week. But what? I mean, he's got he's got four runner ups, including yeah. the Open. He's got two thirds, including the PGA. 
He's seventh in driving. He's 21st in shots gained putting on tour this year. Uh, he yeah. he made the eagle on 18 at you're St. Just, Andrews. All you're doing is describing to me Scotty Scheffler's resume at this time a year ago, right? I mean, it's it's the very, very my comparable. Point is, my point is I'd rather have Cam than Tony as of a week ago. Okay, I understand the point, and I'm not even going to um, argue with you or, or, or quibble. Uh, so it's very interesting to see Tony sitting there now. It just means that there's going to be some very difficult choices for Davis Love the Third, which is why I am pretty sure this week Davis Love the Third is playing in the group with Cam Young and Will Zeltoris. It's a weird thing. So is he depriving somebody of an opportunity to be in this field, or is it a field of 156 plus Davis Love the Third? Yeah. It, it, the bottom par- part of this field is, yeah. I mean, he look, does, the bottom- first of all, he doesn't need to play with those guys, does he? Does he need to play with Will Zalatoris and Cam Young? He can't. He has a TV, just like us. Both of those guys would be on my well, President's Cup team. What yeah. would be the basis for leaving them off? It fits so much of what we're asking for in this moment that we're in, right? This young talent, neither one of them have, have won on tour. Both, it appears, at least for sure, Willie Z charismatic, always up for a quote, yes. always always giving good, good, good verbiage out there, good vibes, good verbiage, answers to hard questions. Uh, and Cam Young has been um, golf interesting. I don't know yeah. if interesting in life, but golf no. interesting. He's been golf interesting so far. Let's give him a little bit of time to develop. Yeah, he's a kid. He's a kid. I, I, look, Teammates I, at t- Wake Forest. Here's the thing. To me, the President's Cup team is locked. Okay. Because... The only guy, I, I think the only question is the 12th spot. And right now, Hoagie is 12 and Cameron Young is 13. And you know who they're picking over between those two. Everybody else, <laughs> it's Billy Ho, it's Willie Z, it's Max, it's Morka. Like, those are the it's guys. Great. It's great. There's nobody else unless Tiger Woods said, it's really important to me to play the President's Come Cup. on, he's not doing that. But he's not I doing love that. Him so, much. So, so it's actually not particularly controversial unless Hoagie makes a big run through the FedEx Cup playoffs and makes you go, well, this is the hottest golfer or one of the three hottest golfers in the world. Yeah, fair, we, we've got to have him on the team. But even then, if I'm Davis Love, I'm going, we need young guns getting exposure to this environment. This is the perfect situation to put Cam Young on there. And, and look, there's going to be Kisner guys again who who waved the flag for Kiz. But I, I just think in that format, you know, you can make the case for kids going head to head, but but based on how it went last time and the strength of the field, I just think you gotta you gotta keep some of the young guys in there. It's great. I'm I'm so happy that it's July the 27th that we're doing President's Cup Sorry. content. No hashtag President's Cup content. That they're they're so happy at at the uh, venerable Quail Hollow. You know I, who's not getting picked? I'm not going to be a dick. I wanted to be a dick, but I won't be. You know who's not getting picked? The guy who's in 14th in those rankings, and that is Jason Kokrak, yeah. who, uh, as we predicted, hit a ball on the ninth hole in Hartford into the fucking parking lot, which was his last hole before missing the cut, and promptly did not retrieve it, supposedly for pace of play, but he just went straight to the parking lot, got in the car, and drove off to the live tour. Well, there there was a big fat giant check waiting for him, probably in the car. 
can't can't begrudge him wanting to get coaxy, you know. Is that how you feel about all of the live tour? Because there has been some live tour news this week, House, including your beloved basketball guy who has, you know, pretty much steered so much of the incredible, uh, you know, interest and content around the NBA outside of the games on the TNT show for all these years. One Sir Charles Barkley, who may be leaving for this clown show. What um, say you? Well, first of all, uh, congratulations to the Live Tour, to, to the Kushner 50 foe. They found another guy who's lost tens of millions of dollars on gambling. Like, you know, look, look at this list of, of losers. They started with <laughs> Phil, tens of millions of dollars, lost gambling. They just pulled in Henrik Stenson, lost tens of millions of dollars on bad investments. Now, it's not his fault. Alan Stanford fucked a lot of people, a lot of, you know, fine, fine, upstanding human beings of the world. And to Stenson's credit, he did earn back a whole bunch of that. Faraday's had his own, you know, trials and tribulations out there. But but here's the thing with Barkley that is honestly interesting to me. He is, and this is, I don't think hyperbole, like in a totally different class than any of the jackasses associated with that thing uh, to, to date. Like the only person on a global stage that rivals Charles Barkley's stature, I, I guess is Phil Mickelson, but like the, 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 the Q rating, I don't think it's close. I mean, yeah. if, if so. It's a it, smart, it's a smart recruiting move how much money this is the thing right but we just keep saying there's no like what if bryson if fucking kokrak like would you pay charles 250 million dollars uh, that Why has to be you? that's the opening price right we said cam smith should command well, we and demand him. yeah no less than 400 million i mean that that yeah. would be the opening uh, bid, I th- I think for for him having just one, I'm I mean in terms of the approach by by those folks, I'm not saying that Cam Smith is, or his team are you know I'm, this isn't journalism. Nobody mistakes this podcast for being <laughs> journalism. Um, but in in the sense that like may, maybe for for Cam Smith it should be even more. But seriously, if you are going to get a person of Charles Barkley's worldwide curating beloved stature and it's probably the case that he has to give up tnt i mean it's unbelievable don't they have to is there a way for that to coexist could he do tnt and this it seems like no so it would have to be an astronomical astronomical number do you think the audience comes with him no no is this like Howard Stern where everybody jumps to satellite? No, I, because so, who who cares so, so about what are they doing? exhibition golf events? Who who, who so, do you, so what are they doing? It's a YouTube not, exhibition golf event for now. Why not hire a bunch of like why not hire the no laying up guys or hire, you know, Joe well, House? First of all, all due respect to Solly and and DJ and TC, the entire no laying up crew, they've all been adamant that that They've they've said that the Saudis can go fuck themselves. They're yes. not taking that money. Um, yeah. Joe House could be bought. I mean, there is a price out there for Joe House. Let's just be <laughs> let's be blunt about it. Um, but right, so yes, going and finding 
some of the fresh voice uh, voices yeah. out there. There, there is like this thing, McCord, TikTokers. Gary McCord is out there being coy Who about what, you know, cares? I, it's like serious. Faraday and Gary McCord. Is this to like beef up the bona fides with the over 65 demo? Is that yeah. what you, like, you need to do? Dude, perfect guys. They would be the ones if you're going to go for that demo. Right. I don't, why am I doing this work for them? I know. Anyway, what we need to come back to, look, look you tell me if... The, the thing that hasn't broken yet is all of these guys, the young best players in the world with maybe now the exception of Bryson DeChambeau, who I'm more optimistic about his sort of future than, than you are, I think. But they hadn't broken through to those young 20-somethings who've all been competing, who you know all own a major right now for the first time in ever, all these guys in their 20s. It, it's Cam Smith is is when the levy breaks if this happens. Well, what do you think right now is happening in that conversation? I don't mean to answer a question with a question, but you think that Cam Smith is more important than Hideki? <sighs> to the question of whether the top 10, 15 guys on the PGA Tour turn to Monaghan and say, you have to figure something out, I actually think Cam Smith might be more important. But but Hideki, okay. you know, Hideki from a global appeal standpoint, I just don't think the eyeballs and the U.S. media move around Hideki. It's Nobody just, gives a shit. It's the leverage that Hideki represents yes. with that yes. Asian tour. And yes. especially if um, there is an uh, official world golf ranking sort of aspect to this that preserves for the top live guys the opportunity to play yes. in the majors, to qualify for majors by earning... Yes the points and the Asian tour is the mechanism by which that can occur. And perhaps yes. there's a modification to some of the events on the live tour that, pr that provides a 72 hole cut vehicle, you know, a couple of events a year since they just make up the rules as, as they go along, which is fine. It's their, their prerogative, yeah. their game, yeah. their money, their, what they think is going to catch eyeballs and help them with the sports washing effort. Um, you know, ch change the format to, to, you know, ensure the continued relevance of their top players showing up and playing in, in majors. Hideki is a fulcrum play because of the yes. Asian aspect, but I think you're right. I'm agreeing with you about Cam Smith. Now, one of the things that's worth sort of talking through a little bit, Eamon Lynch has been absolutely sensational. Yeah. He's uh, incredible in, in, you know, sort of, capturing different twists and turns of, of this. And he reported this week, um, there's a, a story he put in, in golf week about kind of a framework that starts to make sense to me of a way for the tour to stave off, um, any more of, of the upper echelon guys going somewhere. Now it requires two things that, uh, seem kind of unthinkable, in the, in the previous, you know, let's say, um, 12 months for sure, but even, even longer, first of all, it runs against the mantra of most opportunities for players, which has been the tours sort of reason for existence. We create opportunities for our members to play. And the second aspect of, you know, what it would require is probably a complete revisiting and revamping of the nonprofit status. 
But there right. is a version, and this is, you know, again, credit to Eamon Lynch and the reporting and the folks he's been talking to. If you grabbed, and, and this to Torte's credit is already kind of headed in this direction, 12 to 14 events, and you take the top 25 guys and you say you must commit to 10 of 12 or 12 of 14 of these events. Here is the guaranteed money that you're going to get for participating in those events. That's how you deliver value to your rights holders, right? Yes. You want the people who pay money to put this on television to feel like they have the best players in the world. And you need those events to go alongside the four majors who are going to make their decisions soon enough, like probably not before the beginning of next year. But for sure, to me, the Masters is going to be on its own island, as it always is. I think they will continue to extend invitations to all past champions, no matter the, the status of their affiliation. I That's what I think they'll do. Um, and then they'll be discreet. They'll, they'll be able to use their own discretion about who they extend invitations to. Otherwise, they have full judgment. So I'm. it is interesting for guys like Brooks Kepka, who has not won the Masters, who has not been in good form, who right now doesn't seem to give a shit about um, competitive golf. I'm I'm looking for live head to heads. Uh, I'm not really doing that, but if I found live head to heads where I could fade Brooks Kepka, I would do that. Um, there are guys who are prominent. You don't love guys him playing with who could Dick Bland this week <laughs> and Chase Kepka on his team. Well, look, I mean, you know, there's there's Kodrak, Dick Bland, Chase Kepka on Brooks's team this week. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A lot a lot of lot of dots connected there. Growing the game. Growing the game. Um yes, in Bedminster. But in any event, yeah, so the the Masters will be first moved, but this 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 framework, the other thing that has been um reported and and you know, could be another way of sort of the the tour fending off the insurgency, they have to have a mechanism by which to grab the youngsters and put right. them into a money-making position as soon as possible. They just, you can't continue the model of earn your way because what, what they've already been punched in the face with is losing out on a handful of tip-top potential amateurs. amateurs. Exactly. Yeah. Like the highest ranked ams that have now checks, you know, money in yeah. their bank accounts that make their lives as professional golfers feasible. Uh, yeah. And so the tour, those two components to me, though, is like a framework for something that that could, you know, really represent a, a, a viable response and, and, and maintain what the tour is after, ultimately, I think, which is keeping the very best players playing their events competing and having a nice pipeline of, of young talent. You want to keep channeling Cam Young and Will Zalatoris um, and, 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 you know, the, the, the guys at the very top of corn Ferry right now, having them have money-making opportunities early enough on tour um, with some kind of assurance to, to sort of deal with what it is that that's going on with the Saudis. You disagree? I, I, no, I don't look Cam Smith is not going to move more eyeballs than Hideki. Don't get me wrong. But what I mean by the, the, the fear of Cam Smith leaving and why I think you're right, that they've got to do something, it just, 
I, I'm trying to keep this from sucking. Golf is going to suck outside of the majors if many more guys go. Like, I could write off DJ and Brooks because I know that we might get Justin Thomas or, or Jordan Spieth and Cantlay in a playoff still. But if, if these young 20-somethings, if there really is enough of a splintering, and yes, if Matsuyama and Cam Smith go, the regular season of golf just sucks a little more. And so it's not so much that... And, and listen, I've got some of the issues with the guys taking the money and the whitewashing, all this stuff. It's that I'm trying to keep regular season golf from sucking because I love watching golf tournaments with all these great young players. That said, here's the truth. Their strategy is working, and it has worked, to your point. they If they get Cam Smith, if they get Hideki, it has worked. And so now you have to step back. And like, John Rahm, is he really going to be excited about the Ryder Cup with no Sergio? Like, Sergio sucks, but he doesn't suck in the Ryder Cup. He hasn't been good enough to play in the Ryder Cup, Sergio. You think he's going to actually... There's still life ahead of him where he's playing enough competitive golf for for him to make a meaningful contribution to his to that Ryder Cup team. I think that the guys who play it would feel differently about the passion and energy of the event, which, by the way, is not for a single dollar, but for pride. If Sergio Garcia was not involved, I do. I, and and the fact that Rom, who has been adamantly against this live league and who has been probably the second most vocal opponent or disser of it, uh, you know, it has been pretty open about the fact that he's disappointed with the Sergio component of the Ryder Cup. It's the Ryder Cup where they're going to get these guys because that's a piece of history that is part of the broader history and legacy stuff that's keeping guys associated with the PGA Tour. The extent to which that event gets downgraded or ruined because of what's happening, I think you're going to see some of the guys who still stay on the PGA Tour. They're not going to leave because the the one strategy that Norman pursued that was dumb was by being so antagonistic. He's done, it's kind of been Trumpian, which is to say there were easy ways to create much broader consensus. But by being such a dick, he has dug in a good chunk of the top 20 best young players in the world into the PGA Tour. They're not leaving. He may create moves that force them to work in some ways with the Live Tour, but I'm telling you, there's zero chance Justin Thomas or Rory McIlroy are leaving for less than, what's the number? Half a uh, billion? They're not leaving. For, they're just not they're leaving. Not leaving. They're, they're not, not leaving. leaving. Yeah. So that means that there's going to be split. That means that golf is going to suck, which is why I root against Live because I want it to suck the least amount possible. To your point, I think they're going to have to, the PGA Tour is going to have to make some some changes and fast and changes that are different than just the ones we've seen. And they've made some interesting changes. I mean, they are clearly going to be creating a bunch of events for the top guys and only the top guys to make a ton of money. But even still, the fact that the top 70 guys are safe is different. There are 15 guys who move eyeballs. If Spieth goes, if Thomas goes, if Shoffley goes, if Scheffler goes, maybe Burns is, right? Those are the guys who need to make the money. And whether it is dissolving the tour as a, as a nonprofit, whether it is creating a standalone entity, whatever it is, they got to layer shitloads of money on the top 15 guys and they're safe. That's it. Because guess what? Nobody gives a shit about Chucky Three Sticks. Nobody That's gives true. a shit about Mav McNeely. Nobody Not gives a, a shit about Russell Henley. Like, nobody gives a shit about Mark Hubbard. But 
if you got those top 15 guys, you can put anybody else in there and you still have the best golfers in the world going at it. It is the most amazing thing that like be just because golf is on television 40 some times a year. I give a shit about Mark Hubbard. It's on <laughs> it's on like Saturdays and Sundays um throughout the sports calendar. So when it gets quiet in the sports calendar and and golf right. is on, these guys are on television. And that's yes. all again, we did this on the pod previously. That's all because of Tiger Woods that, you yes. know, he really took it from one place and made it 75x what it was previously. But all of those guys are like recognizable-ish faces yes. with enough frequency. None of the guys you just mentioned golf. are, but um, I want to see, maybe I'll save it for another time. There is an interesting conversation, I think, around the current um, framework for the Europeans and the Ryder Cup and, and sort of where this um, group of stalwarts for the European Ryder Cup um, team have all landed at, at Live. Yeah. Um, including the I, captain. Well, well, and and Ex-captain. you know, you mentioned the legacy sort of portion to this. There is this this weird phenomena during the Tiger Woods era where the European Tour really suffered by by comparison. There was because none of those guys were winners. They there were there was a possibility of the PGA tour doing something to bolster that European tour economically. I really think there's a Tim Finchin, the Tim Finchin, uh, hagiography or whatever that, that, you know, however you you pronounce that properly, like the celebration of, of his divine touch has really been overstated. He, like he, he is who comes to mind when I think of somebody like Charles Howe, who, who, you know, just had the dumb luck of being born around the same time as Tiger Woods and got to play, professional golf at the same time as purse is going through the roof and was reasonably competent enough to have made $42 million by collecting top tens weekend and week out. Congratulations to that. The same is true of, of Fincham. But the reason that I'm talking about this um, contingent of European players who have all jumped over and have all given up, at least at the moment, you know, that, that connection to the Ryder cup is the, the basic notion that those guys um, don't have allegiance to either the U.S. PGA Tour right. or the European Tour. Right. It was nothing for them right. to, to create for them the ability to make the money that they made. Now, so the Henrik, choice was Ryder Cup or Big Check. Henrik Stenson won a major. Sergio Garcia yeah. won a major. Charles yeah. Schwartzel won a major. So those yeah. guys have, you know, some stuff have had money making moments in in their lives, but like Stenson had to win back the twelve million or the ten right. million that he lost from yes. from uh, Alan Stanford. And I think, you know, it's it's fair when we're looking at the European guys, they didn't have the same kind of full suite of economic opportunities that the the U.S. players have had had during the the Tiger Woods era. Um, and now we're at this juncture with the European Ryder Cup where they have a pipeline problem, right? Like, who are the top guys in the uh, on the European points list for Ryder Cup standings? It's Thank Rom. Yep. Rom, Hovland, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, 
Rory, Tyrrell Hatton's up there. I I think Fleetwood is up there, but I yep. also think that um, Paul Casey's still on the list. Right. Uh, and he's a he's a live guy now. So the 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 thing that I'm getting at is they were already at like uh, this inflection point, the European Ryder Cup, where all those old guys were going to go. That's why, you know, Stenson's a captain and Westwood could have been a captain and Sergio could have been a captain, but they weren't going to be contributing to the success of the team, I don't think. Yeah. Am I right or wrong? No, you're right. They're not. And so what we're staring at, I think, is the potential for the U.S. to really, you know, kind of make, make a big leap forward in terms of, you know, s- some genuine Ryder Cup ass kicking, but it's way well, off well, in the future. It, it is. And that's what we've said. We're way more afraid of the President's Cup team than we are the Ryder Cup team right now. Yeah. And guess who the top two guys on the President's Cup team are right now? It's Cam Smith and Hideki Matsuyama. Right. Yeah. So, and I guess what? Abe, Abe Answer isn't going to play. He won't <laughs> be permitted to play in it because the PGA of America runs. Right the president's cup so he's not eligible as a liver which sucks yeah. which sucks because he had already started to develop a little bit of lore in the president's cup that made it interesting yes and yes so it, it sucks the whole thing fucking sucks house well if it spurs you know some innovation in terms of I, our viewing and I, consumption I, I think that's where we're going I'm okay it's gonna with have it. to i, I am there too. It's going to get there, Nate Dog. It's going to have to. Yo, 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 my Eagle enthusiasts. The golf playoffs are coming. So do not miss your chance to step up to the tee and take a swing at getting down on some bets. The PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook. Talk about it here on Fairway Rolling all the time. Right now, new customers can bet the tour with a no sweat first bet. If you don't win, you get up to $1,000 back in free bets. The Nate Dog and I, on today's episode, run through a whole slew of names of guys that we like. I'm on guys like Adam Spenson and Scott Stallings. Nate went through some of the guys very close to the line at 125, trying to keep their card. What about a three-way finish in the top 20 parlay? With positive vibes only, the homie Homa, Tank Kim, and Sahith Tagala. Why not? It's nearly 24 to 1. We love betting on the FanDuel because you can take your combination of guys in finishing position and find yourself some 24 to 1 bets here at the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. The promotions are up. They have tourney specials. Uh, you get paid fast. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code ROLLIN, R-O-L-L-I-N, to get started with your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Promo code ROLLIN. Quick disclaimer, you must be 21 years old or older and present in Arizona, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Louisiana, permitted parishes only, 
Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, or Wyoming, your first online real money wager only. The refund is issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply to terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Illinois. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text N-E-X-T-S-T-E-P to 53342. Dial up 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. The number in Louisiana is 1-877-770-STOP. In New York, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Tennessee, the red line is 1-800-889-9789. Wyoming is 1-800-522-4700. Or you can visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Speaking of innovation and, and you know, ways of enjoying uh, professional golf on television, there's a, there's a tour event this week. Yes, there is. We are in Detroit. Uh, Michigan. It is the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Pretty good field. Pretty interesting field. Everybody's back from Europe and ready to get it on. Make make this uh, sprint towards the FedEx Cup playoffs valuable. We got Patrick Cantlay in the field this week. Tony Finau um, is back for for more. Uh, we we've got Zalatoris and Cam Young, as you mentioned, which is you know terrific, exciting. Um, who uh, who am I missing? I mean, other Homa, than that, the homie Homa is in this mix. The homie Homa is in this mix. Look, uh, th- th- what's interesting about this week is we've got two events until the FedEx Cup, and because of the changes that have been announced, I think guys who don't get their card this year have almost no chance of staying up on tour. That's a little bit strong, but because a year from now, only the top 70 guys are going to be safe. Getting onto this tour with all the channels, you know, there's going to be 30 spots from the Corn Ferry Tour regular season. There's going to be now 10 from the DP World Tour. There's going to be five coming up from Q School. Not clear what happens if you finish 71 to 200 on the PGA Tour. Uh, in the season before or the season that's that's upcoming right now. So getting on to that top 125 is 
absolutely at a premium. And so we get into the place where this week and then next week at the Wyndham in Greensboro, where I'm less focused on the top, although as we'll get to in a moment, I actually think this week what's at the top is going to be interesting. You guys are going to, you and I are going to have a fight about this. But I'm watching what's at the bottom and the people who are around this now revised FedEx cup list that they've put out where they've basically taken off the guys from the live tour and said, these are the spots really for who's going to play in that top 125. And we have some very interesting names around that cut line, but let's come back to it because I think this week house it's time and it's time for either Cam Young or Will Zalatoris to win a golf tournament. It's got to be one of those two guys. They both hit the shit out of the ball. This is going to probably be a putting contest. We've got bent POA greens that, you know, the, the, the tree line fairways, but you can remember Bryson DeChambeau won this event playing it a lot like he played the U.S. Open. So my question to you is, we got Cam Young sitting out there, as we said, four runner-ups, two-thirds. We got Will Zalatoris, who has just been all class in both his play in majors and, you know, the way in which he has responded resiliently after failing to win. Neither of these guys have a win. They're clearly the two best young players without a win. Who's getting it done this week? Nate, it's a no for me, dog. I'm not on either one of them. I, You're I'm, going Max Homa. I'm not, I, I really am not going to, going to invest in anybody at anything less than 25 to one. There's just way, 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 way too much variance. It's a putting contest. 22 under is, is the floor for this, for this tournament. And any was 18 last year, I, you, you understand what I'm, what that, that was, you know, the weather was, was uh, worse last year. I, okay. I, I just, you're out when, when, when you're doing, um, when we know it's, it's going to be a putting contest, that's how, you know, somebody goes out to the, to the desert in Palm Springs where John Rahm got pissed. Um, you know, Stupid and at, Adam Long fucking putting contest. Yeah. Adam Long goes and, and wins or, or who won this year? Was it uh Huddy? Did Huddy win out, out, out there in the desert? Sure. <laughs> but look, this is, you know. I don't think you get any value. This is why um, I'm I'm saying no to those guys. Either one of them obviously can win. Um, there isn't any particular benefit to being long or accurate off the tee. There's a whole variety of guys who've had success from Nate Lashley uh, to to Cam Davis to you know I'm just running through the past winners. Bryson obviously. Yeah. Um, Huddy did win it. Yeah, look how good I am. I'm good at this. Uh, But, you know, you don't get rewarded for making the investment because there isn't a profile that you can come up with. The profile is who's going to make the most putts, who's who's making all the putts. That's it. That's why you had uh, last year's playoff. Joaquin Neiman, you know, young gun, really should have won the tournament, missed missed putts down the stretch where he, he could, including on the 18th hole. Uh, on Sunday to win the golf tournament um, and ended up in, in a playoff with Cam Davis. And was it Troy Merritt? Who was, who was the other guy in, in the, yes. Yes, in, it a, was. in the playoff? So but three different so kinds of guys. You don't think Cam Young or Will Zalatoris can win this week? I just don't think there's any value. Is it that you don't like value. the betting odds? The okay, betting odds. I don't like the that's value. Fine. They can win. That's what I heard you saying. Yeah. I still think it is time. Like it is so time. 
for these guys to win. Just like it was time earlier this year for Scotty Scheffler to win. It is time for Cam Young and Will Zalatoris. They have been two of the best players consistently through the course of this season in some big moments. I just keep thinking about Cam Young's eagle on the 18th hole at St. Andrews in, in, on Sunday. I, I agree that with you that this is going... That was such a big boy. God, yeah, that was. was a big boy. It was, it was big boy, and it's time for these guys to step up and win. It just is. And, and I... You're right, it's going to be a putting contest, and my heart wants Will Zalatoris to win because I just love the classy way that he's taken Terrific. the loss this year. Terrific. I just Terrific. I just, and, and come back. I, I love it. But I just keep thinking about that eagle and I think Cam Young's gonna win this golf tournament. I'm I'm fine with it. And I and I'm not here to um I would not argue bet with you. It's just yeah, I would not bet yeah. it. You you know how so I let's, think about these things. So let's talk about who are we gonna bet. There is some I, I can't recall who, so my apologies to whoever I'm stealing this from. Um, somewhere in uh, Twitter golf, golf Twitter. <laughs> um, I have a whole slew of betting and DFS folks um, that I get a chance to read up on, and I'm sorry I didn't write down the name of this, but there is a strong correlation between coming in with a hot putter, having strokes gained on the field in some number of events leading up to this event and, and, and this event. Now, they haven't been playing this um, for infinity, so we don't have decades of experience, but thus far, the winners have all had a pronounced um, streak of strokes gained putting coming into this event. And so out of all the metrics, because there, there's just too much variance in terms of um, the 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 accuracy off the tee, distance off the tee. You, there's a variety of ways to get around this golf course. It just doesn't really have much in the way of defense. So mm -hmm. whoever it is that gets most comfortable and thinks they can pour in every single putt, that's who uh, you know are inclined with. I have seen out there a correlation with Silverado, um, which has kind of Enough, a of course, yeah, has makes a little bit of a yeah. sense sense to me. Yep. Um, and so if you want to pull some, you know, people, you know, guys that are down the list, quite down the list, um, but have a, a pronounced positive putting trend and good, uh, success at Silverado, um, somebody like Scott Stallings, right? Three top tens in his last five outings. Uh, John Deere, he was tied for fourth, uh, the travelers, he was tied for eighth positive putting numbers in those those top 10s top 6 finish at Silverado earlier this year. Chris Kirk who was on a great putting streak before he went to the UK. So if you want to take his poor performances in Scotland uh and the Scottish Open and then at the Open Championship and strike them from the 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 trend. I mean, you know, it's it's a different kind of putting. We want to be mm -hmm. kind to him. He was gaining yeah. strokes on the field in each of his previous four starts coming in. And he was kind of a darling um, because of his form for some top 10 and top 20 action at the Open Championship. Smart analytic people had some Chris Kirk uh, plays, none of which cashed. Um, the other guy, <laughs> another guy that's been putting well, and this is a little bit, you know, you have to hold your nose. Adam Svensson, who uh, just missed the cut at the 3M, 
but gained uh, um, nearly two strokes, a stroke and a half putting. His ball striking left him. It went somewhere away from him. Uh, and he had like, you know, just just bad form uh, a little bit. But we were both sort of on him in some of these, what we're going to, I'm going to refer to politely as these second tier events. Okay. Um, we've seen his name around the top of the leaderboard. He played great out in Truckee, California, right? Yeah. Uh, so that th those are guys. It's that kind of class that you know I can sprinkle onto a betting card for a top twenty to top forty kind of finish. Right. Try and get some positive return. That that's all I'm saying. Well, and for that reason, it's why I'm looking down in the revised FedEx Cup standings around that one twenty five number because there are some guys who are seizing the day. And making a move, say what you will about Scott Piercy last week, but he was on the outside looking in and moved himself squarely into position. It was an important week for him. Uh, I'm looking at a guy like Chesson Hadley, who is now in the in the revised. He's he's 122 in the FedEx. He's made six straight cuts. He's got top tens in Hartford, Iowa, and last week in Minnesota. He's 14th in shots gained putting. I'm sitting here on FanDuel right now. He's plus 500 to top 20. Oh, five to one to top 20, Chesson Hadley. So, I, I look, I don't love ever betting on Chesson Hadley, but there we are. I like a guy like, look, I, Matt McNeely could win this event. T8 sure. at John Deere, T16 Scotland, T9 Barracuda. He's 32nd in putting, but he's second in Eagles, 20th birdie average. Like, Mav at one point in time is going to break through and win one of these things. Patrick Rogers, 33rd in distance, 18th in putting, a guy like that in a top in a, in a top 20 play for sure. Look, there's two guys that we got to talk about, though, who are sitting right, right around. And one we know very well, and one we're going to know very well if you don't already. The one we know very, very well is one Richard Fowler. I'm he, so happy. I was waiting for this. He is sitting at 124 in the new FedEx Cup standings. And I say the new ones because they, again, they took out the live guys. So if you go in the app and look at the FedEx Cup standings, that's the sort of, that contains all the live guys um, because those guys, they have to actually pay a bonus contractually at the end of the year if they stay inside the 125. But in terms of who's going to make it to the playoffs, the suspended guys will not. So they've released this sort of revised field. And Ricky is sitting there at 124, just inside the line. He finished T32 here last year. We've seen a few signs of life. He hasn't been able to close the tournament. But fuck if, like, how do you, are you rooting against Ricky Fowler this week? No, 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 no. And he's a guy that we continue to have some, you know, our, our the antennae are up. because Plus 360 to top 20. Well, we, we wonder about him, right? Is he committed to keeping his card? Is he committed to staying on this tour? We'll see. Um, and he might be one of these these fellows that's not feeling like he's in a tremendous hurry. He does have a unique um, place in terms of his negotiating power and yes. what, what he's after because he continues to be a top five recognizable golfer on planet Earth. There's no avoiding that. And so there is obvious value to that. Um, it, it, it's still the case that kids coming up say Ricky Fowler is an inspiration to me and, you know, that 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 kind of thing. So um, I want him to play well. 
and I want him to perform well on this tour, and I want him to stick with this tour, mainly because I just don't want the Baker boys to have to break up. I get it. I mean, they, we we already lost um, poor Smiley, who, uh, to his credit, is really good on television and yeah, very enjoyable. Great. So He's doing great. Yeah, I'm saying we we lost him in the sense that he's not playing competitive professional golf any longer, but he's still in the game, and we're we're enjoying it. Well, so that's enough on Ricky, but I but I do think I do think Ricky wants to make the FedEx Cup playoffs, and I I do think he wants to play well at his sponsors' event. So I I look for Ricky to do decently well here, based on based on where he is around the line. The other guy who's going to be really interesting to watch, who we don't know a lot about, is. Ju Young, Tom Kim, otherwise oh. known as Tank Kim. He Sexy is Tank Kim. 20 years old house. He is 40th in the world already. He has now, because of his performance, been granted special temporary membership on the PGA Tour. He was third at the Scottish, finished T-17 at Byron Nelson. He was 23rd at the U.S. Open. He was tied for 26th last week. He is the youngest guy since Joaquin Neiman, who, as you just said, performed very well on this course, to get this level of status. It looks like in order to get his way onto the tour for next year, he's probably going to need a couple of top 15s or better coming down the stretch based on his point total. But he has been delivering those. And he's sitting there right now on the uh, 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 it, just a top 20 right now. You can get him at like plus 300. Mm. So it's not perfect, but I like the way this guy hits the shit out of the ball. He has golfed his ball extraordinarily well under much more pressure filled situations than this. And he has his sights clearly set on full-time PGA Tour membership. He's got to do something over these next two tournaments. He's shown that he can deliver that kind of result on bigger stages than this. So I love it this week. Okay, so... Tank Kim, baby. Let's go ahead and build a top 20 parlay. And again, all the birdie buddies, the Eagle enthusiasts, you understand what's going on here. Right. We're just trying to build something to give us a rooting interest. We're not going to do... A make miss the cut parlay, which let me put it to you in the form of a question. Do you prefer a make miss cut parlay or do you prefer a top 20 parlay? What what's your what's your gut? What do you like better? Do you like do you want the Friday validation? Do you want to to, to go to bed with a with a your belly full of red wine having cashed the the make the cut or, or the miss the cut parlay? I mean, we're this week I'm not betting anybody to miss the cut. No. So just put that down. Which do no. you prefer? A finishing position top parlay. Top okay, 20s. top twenties it is. All right, so let's let's build this out. Finishing we've position. We've mentioned some guys. Uh, we're just gonna we're it, this is just gonna be three guys um, that we we we're gonna see if we can get ourselves into a little bit of same game parlay. Do we feel like it's a good thing or a bad thing to put the homie homa in it? Good, good homie homa plus one twenty five to finish top twenty. Definitely on a heater in terms of strokes gained, putting, all positive vibes. He and Damon are in the same uh, group to to start Thursday, Friday, yeah. which is enjoyable. Do we want to put them both together? No, to top twenty. No, no, no getting that's too, too many much. Pic- getting too many pictures of Mark and Joel drinking this week. Nope. 
<laughs> I don't. One of those I'm, names. I'm getting weird late night texts. You have you've told me that I'm no longer to mention one of the two names that you said. So I don't. I'm not going to acknowledge that. So Max Homa at plus one twenty five. That's one leg of our three legs. Uh, let's see if we can find. Is Tom Kim available on here at a price that we can we can live with? Because I'm I really love Tom Kim. I I like Tank Kim. <laughs> we he goes by both. He's a unit. We have Tank Kim. We have Max Homa. Let's make this this a holy trinity. Who who, okay. who is going to round this out? Who who do you feel comfortable? Do we? Do we visit Richard, or is that asking too, too much top pressure? 20, that's too, too much. much pressure. Too, too much no. pressure for Richard. He's not top twenty. Okay, too much pressure for Richard. Who who's in form um, that that you trust? We we just went through a whole bunch of names. I like Mav. Can we can we slot in Mav? Can we? I don't hate Mav. I mean, <sighs> he's got a lot to play for. He's got a lot to play for, and and this is a good stage uh, for him. I don't. He, the only knock you don't on like the ads. It's just that I don't um he doesn't he's not moving the needle for me. You okay. know what I mean? He's, Do you want Sahith? Yeah, that's a Sahith guy. Sahith Tagala? The there now you're talking because that's a guy that I just have a like I have a he you went through the narrative as to why Cam Young, why Wills Altoris, why not Sahith? Why not ST time? I, I this is yeah. So this is, oh my God, this is very good. We put this together. Three, three-legged top 20. Max Homa, the homie Homa. Sahit Tagala, who's out there um, burning down the golf courses, showing us so much talent across the, the world. And then Tank Kim. This is the thing. It's positive vibes only when we're in Detroit, Michigan, Nate Dog. This yeah. parlay, this three-legger. Playing out at nearly twenty-four to one. It's plus twenty-three seventy-five. Get on with your boys, the yes! Nate Dog and House, the Eagle Enthusiast. Let's all take home a twenty-four to one top twenty ticket. Um, I that's the high note that I want to go out on. And we'll be reconvened at the beginning of of next week and hopefully talking to ourselves and all of the birdie buddies, all of the par saving pals. Sending us uh, their their cheers Sunday night. We'll celebrate with everybody 24 to 1. We've done it, Nate Dog. Let's go. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. 
Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. 